are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back. It is hump day. It's a few more days of the weekend. Hope you had a great week so far and have a nice weekend ahead of you. So what are we doing today? Well, we're going to be joined by ESPN San Antonio's and co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover, James Pleasure, in just a few minutes. As we're going to have a game today, we're going to do a buy or sell. There's so many things swirling about the San Antonio Spurs, the LMA, Golden State, the draft. But are there things that we're buying and we're selling with this team as that draft day is fast approaching? And the rumors are about to swirl left and right, pop up, and all Spurs fans can get up, worked up in a frenzy. So to do that, let's go ahead and bring on James. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And oh, my God, LMA and GSW, it's going to happen. Oh, my God, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Uh, as always, you have an open door policy here. Anytime you want to hop on, you can, and I'm and I'm glad you are because I'm going to need some this help, might man. Be my favorite episode ever. <laughs> well, we're going to play a game, something we've never done on Lockdown Spurs, which is we're going to buy or sell a couple of um, things that are swirling about uh, these Spurs I love and kind of selling thing. I, I know, I know. By the way, how is uh, Pop Spider Man doing? What's he doing? Is he chilling? Pop Spider-Man's chilling. He is uh, currently uh, sitting underneath uh, Tony Stark with the gauntlet. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I uh, surprised James with a nice little Amazon treat, and he's a big Avengers fan, so I figured, you know what? I'm going to get myself a pop, and I'm going to send James one. So and the whole day, I kept on telling James, don't leave. You know, I'm giving him updates. I'm scratching out the, the what it is. And he's like, what is this? What is this? You kind of knew what it was, but you didn't think it was going to be that uh, Spider-Man, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I was like, ah, it's maybe a pop because we're constantly like sending yeah. each other different pops that we see. But I was like, what could it be? What could it be? And you're like, don't leave. I'm like, dude, it's Friday. I don't get to leave work until 11. I'll be here. <laughs> well, Amazon kept on saying it was not going to get there till 9. And I felt guilty. It's like, I don't want to make James sit there all freaking day for, for a pop. Because I knew what it was. I said, yeah. And then you're like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. I'm here all night. No, it was awesome. Like, I, got, I was like, this is freaking dope. It's the Iron Spider one. I haven't had it. Like, it is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into some uh, cool topics that the Spurs fan base are just swirling about. And let's start off with the first buy or sell topic, James. And that is, are you buying or selling that the Spurs will move up in the draft? Move up in the draft. You know, I'm going to buy that. Okay. And solely based on the on basically the people they've had for visits because there's at least two or three people that they've brought in, whether it's Denny Abja or um, Isaac Okoro, like they, Mm -hmm. they brought in people that are well above the 11th pick for workouts. Um, Kid from uh, USA, uh, uh, Onyeka Kongwu, like they've brought in a whole bunch of people, as you reported, that are well above going to be there by the 11th mm-hmm. pick. So that means that they're scouting people in an effort to possibly move up. 
And so that tells me that they're at least thinking about it. So I will buy it going into draft night. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, a lot of Spurs fans are telling me, well, you know, the Spurs are usually quiet in the draft. They're usually quiet in the draft, you know, albeit the only outlier was the Kawhi Leonard Day uh, draft day deal. But this is a different generation. This is a different time in the Spurs franchise era. Different Back then, yeah, different general manager. Back then, you know, the Spurs were winning games and going to the playoffs and winning titles. They didn't really have a need to move up in the draft when you had well, Timmy, back then, Tony, they also Amanu. Had Tim, Tony, Amanu. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And then Kawhi. So um, they didn't really have to make moves to become a, a good team, uh, let alone a powerhouse team that they were back in the day. If the only way they're going to get back to those glories, they, they have to either bottom, bottom out, tank, and win that draft lottery. Or net some major free agent, or or moving up, and with the Spurs, with a glut, you know, they're just stocked with guards. That could be something they can explore. And as you mentioned, the draft um, interviews that they're chatting with 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 Denny and and, and I was I think they they I think it was the report of um, Patrick Williams Onyeka that they Kongu. speak. Oh, Onyeka Kongu, uh and uh, Sadiq Bay. You know, um, yeah. Uh, I'm buying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I, I am completely buying it. But then begs the question is, what are they going to do to move up in the draft? And let's go to our second buy or sell question. And that Uh is what we teased at the beginning. So Zach Lowe on the on his podcast mentioned that, you know, he was texted some information about a Spurs Warriors deal involving the Warriors number two pick and LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Spurs 11 pick. Spurs fans went nuts. You guys on Saturday morning hangover and, and the Blitz, <laughs> y'all, y'all discussed it. And it's been repurposed yeah, left and right. <laughs> it, it is fun. But are you buying or selling this uh, reported trade talk between the Warriors and Spurs? Can I buy and sell it? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm buying fine. the Wait, fact okay. that they're talking. Okay. I'm selling the fact that it's going to happen. All right. Because it, it, I get it. Like, LaMarcus, they want pieces that are able to win now. Golden State's kind of in a win-now mode. But for number two, you can get so much more than a LaMarcus yeah. Aldridge in 11. So I, I at least... I would sell the fact, like, I would think two would net you like a Bradley Beal or something, you know, something much more pertinent than a LaMarcus Aldridge at 34 years old. And it's not a slight against LaMarcus. It's just he is what he is. He's on an expiring contract, which is valuable in the NBA, especially if you're trying to save money like the Warriors are, which is why you want to package two uh, and get 11 to kind of save money. But it's just... I feel like they could get so much more for the number two overall pick, but it also makes sense when you're working out on Yeka Kongwu and Denny Abja, who are yeah. two people that are supposed to be gone within the top five to six picks. Yeah. So and I'm not to mention the fact that they're talking, which is why the Spurs may be working these people out, but I'm selling the fact that it actually happens because it just it feels like the Warriors could get so much more. And as we get closer to draft day, that may happen. Yeah, circling back, um, you know, to the whole idea of just them moving up, period. You're seeing mocks where uh, Patrick Williams is climbing up fast. I mean, now mocks have them in the top five. 
um, way before the Spurs pick. And he's a guy that fits well into the Spurs system. So if they are going to go with Patrick Williams, that's one of their guys on their board. I get why they would move up. Now, circling back to LMA, Golden State and the Spurs, all that thing. Would would you have an issue if the Spurs ended up do, did doing that trade, but along with LMA maybe an expiring contract because, you know, Warriors need that help, that financial help bad, mm-hmm. and the pick, if maybe a guy like Lonnie Walker is thrown in there or DeJounte Murray? Um, too steep? For two, no, especially if it's Lonnie. If it's DeJounte, I'm probably walking away from the table. Um, uh just because there's still so much promise with DeJounte. Mm-hmm. And and two, I'm not sure if DeJounte is something they do, because if you're trying to shed salary, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. yeah. you're not trying to take on a DeJounte Murray contract who's already yeah. been extended. So that leaves like a very cap-friendly deal like Lonnie. Exactly. So he's on a rookie deal. So I get that. The problem is, though, you have to match salaries in the NBA. So you have to take something back. Yeah. So what is that? Is it Draymond? Because I've seen those reports and I'm like, eh, that doesn't make sense because Draymond's kind of part of their plan for the future. As much as I love Draymond, uh, a Mm -hmm. big who hustles and can play the kind of small four or five and also shoot threes. But my guess would it was it would be more along the lines of an Andrew Wiggins who they acquired from Minnesota in the uh, D'Angelo Russell deal. That makes more sense because it's a guy who's really not in their system. He doesn't really seem to be a part of their plans going forward. And it's somebody that helps to give them relief because he's signed to a longer-term deal than is LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, if if it comes down to that, you know, making it just the deal work in itself and the money and the contracts, and yeah, I think the obvious answer that the Spurs fan base at least would want to see—that's the majority that the the pulse of the fan base, excuse me—is Draymond because that makes sense. The Spurs desperately need help on the defensive end. Um, I ran some numbers on synergy. Um, you know, their offensive side, I mean, they were just stellar, according to Synergy. I mean, they, they were tied for the Rockets in points per possession. They were right up there, number two, in valuing the ball, you know, really taking care of the possessions, leading to more opportunities to score. So then I flipped it. I go, so how are they doing on defense? Last season, I mean, they were near the bottom of every major statistical category in the defensive end, whether it being allowing points per possession um, or, you know, allowing field goal percentage. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I looked it up. Uh, the Spurs were allowing teams score to score forty seven percent of the time. I mean, that's just not acceptable. But um, and that's where I see like guy like Draymond fit in. Now you're right. You know, the whole core of Golden State revolves around him, Clay, and Steph. And remember, Kerr is a branch of that Spurs Popovich tree where he learned about culture and establishing, you know, a core unit. So uh, you know, he does that. Yeah, I think it'd be tough for the Spurs, I mean Spurs, for the Warriors to part with him. But Wiggins, I don't I don't see Wiggins because the Spurs have enough already potency in the office. And the only thing is if they know that but DeMar is not going to stay. in return, yeah. he's a long guy that can defend and, you know, has a developable outside game. So I could see it in a sense. Yeah, I, I just think if the Spurs are going to swing for the fences and move up, 
I think they really have to address their defensive needs right now because it's bad, James. It's really bad. No, I get that it's bad, but, uh, you know, yeah. Wiggins is a long athletic, you know, wing who can kind of three and D. Like, it makes sense. It's it's a bit of a cap constraint, but it's the only thing that makes that trade work because I just don't see them giving up a Draymond Green. Like, that. Cur- you said it, curse from the Spurs culture. He's about, you know, a unit and establishing a core group. Well, their core group is Steph, uh, Clay, and Draymond. That's their yeah. core. I don't see them moving on from any part of the core right now. And so the only contract they have that they can get off the books to match would be that of an Andrew Wiggins, who is, quote, unquote, not part of the core. He's been there mm-hmm. for less than half a year. They weren't good while he was there. There's no need for them to keep him as a part of their plans, much like they did with D'Angelo Russell. I mean, they right. signed him, it didn't work, and they moved on from him quickly. Uh, you can see the same thing happening with an Andrew Wiggins. And, and Andrew Wiggins at least gives you something defensively that addresses a need of sorts because he does yeah. play defense. Yeah, and this is a situation, too, for the Spurs – where they cannot be looking at, well, you know, we're trading away with the interconference team that we're going to see, you know, three to four times a day. You know, they they got to dump that mentality right now because, dare I say, it may have bit them in the you know what in the Kawhi Leonard fiasco. You know, if what the oh, Lakers were reportedly offering Kuzma and a little yeah. bit more from Thank the Lakers. You. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think they. Well, I don't know. Kuzma I mean, you know, Hart. What Kuz- was that? Trade? Ingram. Was Kuzma Ingram. Hart. First Ingram. round pick. And Brandon yeah. Ingram, yeah. And Brandon Ingram, yeah. And the Spurs supposedly scoffed at that just because it was an interconference team with the Lakers and that whole Lakers Spurs rivalry. But they got to ditch that. Stop all you if, want. If, I would have taken that deal. In a yeah. Th- thank you. Which I would have taken Brandon Ingram is today. Yeah. You know, if if it's, I don't care if it's uh, at least moving forward now under Brian Wright and, you know, Much this like new the draft, generation. You don't pick based on position. Yeah, you pick based or, or need or position. Yeah. You pick based on talent. Same with yeah. the trade. You, I don't care if it's in the conference. If I'm getting yep. the best deal, give me that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they have to ditch that mentality. I don't care if it's the Lakers, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Memphis Grizzlies. If you're if you're the Spurs, you're gonna net yourself. You know a you know I'm making this up. You know obviously like a John Morant or. Zion, you know, and some sort of miracle deal, you know, you do it. I don't care if it's with the Pelicans, like I said, or the Mavericks. You just do it because this team, the Spurs team is behind the eight ball in the Western Conference, let alone the NBA. They're just starting their youth movement, just barely starting while all these other teams, James, are ahead of the curve. Well, guess what? If you're trading LaMarcus, quote unquote, and people are freaking out about taking on an Andrew Wiggins and not getting a Draymond Green, the trade's not about Wiggins or Green. The trade's about the number two pick. Thank you. Yeah. And who knows? They can probably even flip Wiggins for something. You know, who knows? They can even go that route if Absolutely. they want to. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that's a great trade piece that the Spurs can use. But there is so much more on this buy or sell episode right here on Lockdown Spurs with my good friend James Pledger of ESPN San Antonio's the Saturday morning hangar, which is very fun to do. And by the way, I was a guest recently. And um, some some little kid, some last kid with weeks. big ear. No, it was last week. Or this past Saturday. How's that? Yeah, um, yeah. But I've had you the yeah. last two weeks. That is true. Yeah. But what made this recent um, appearance special was the child made an appearance. So 
Oh yeah, that's right. You brought the child <laughs> on. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And the child. I, there was some extra production work behind the scenes after your appearance. After yeah, yeah, um, a little knowledge on the draft on us. Yeah, exactly. So um, go check out us. ESPN San Antonio's uh, Twitter feed. Uh, obviously, follow James on Twitter at I am Pledger uh, for everything you need when it comes to ESPN San Antonio because they get a lot of great guests from Dallas Cowboys head coach to uh, they get Bobby Marks on. So you guys are yep. you guys have been killing it this NBA off season oh, and more. But when no we get back, as important as you were. <laughs> Thanks, James. I appreciate that. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Uh, but uh, when we get back, we're going to continue our buy or sell episode with James Pleasure, and we're going to be uh, discussing more about your uh, Spurs and shifting now to the current roster moving forward. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. Six new flavors, including carrot cake, apple, almond crisp, and 12 original flavors such as raspberry and peanut butter. They have it all. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. You get low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, and and they're really convenient. Little snacks you can just put in your pocket, put in your briefcase, put in your duffel bag. It You can just take them wherever you need. Uh, right now, you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last, and this will only last for a few weeks, so you, you, know, you better hurry up. Um, and to get that free cooler and a good box of the Built Bar protein bars, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get yourself 12, 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We are back, and I'm joined by James Pledger. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. And, of course, tune in to the Saturday Morning Hangover every Saturday on ESPN San Antonio, 1250 AM, 94.5 FM, or online on their YouTube page. Uh, I think y'all do Facebook, too? We do Facebook Live. We, we do, do Facebook, YouTube okay. Live. We have an Instagram page. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. You can follow them all at ESPN underscore SA or on Facebook and YouTube, uh, ESPN San Antonio. I advise everybody to go to the Instagram page because James put some really good work there. I, I was stunned when I saw it. I was like, James, you did all this? And he's like, yep, yeah. I certainly did. The Instagram stories are absolutely my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love them. And it's pretty cool how you're cranking them out more often. That's pretty cool. Really, really cool. You even inspired me to do one recently on the on a guest I had on Lost. I know, Spire. I saw that. That was dope. Yeah, man. Thanks. Well, let's go ahead and continue our buy or sell episode. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about the present core of guys. And let's start off with the first one. It's kind of the big one. Um, it's getting more, I guess, out in front now because now we have a start of the NBA season. Now we have a start of when free agency can be- begin and, and signings. Which is now, by the way. Yep. It's right around the corner. Which means we're excited. I saw that break last night. I was like, yes, 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 we know, we know. (laughs) But we're also going to know we might, we might have an answer whether or not Demar will be a spur in the upcoming season. So, are you buying or selling, James? Exactly that. Will Demar be a spur this upcoming season or not? Gasp. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I, this upcoming season, or like, can I, is this like season starts December twenty second? Is he still a spur, 
or is it is he a spur by season's end? Is he a spur by season's end? I don't think so. It, it, the only way I, I really see him being a spur till season's end is if he signs a contract extension and there's been no talks of an extension. So that leads me to believe a guy on an expiring deal, it's a movable contract in terms of, let's say, Brooklyn or somebody wants to add one more piece to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving or, you know, the Lakers or, you know, a team in the East looking to make a move up the standing. Yeah. Like these are all things that make DeMar very, very attractive. And if you're not going to extend him and he's not going to be a part of the future, you have to move on from him because mm-hmm. you have to recoup something. And I know Brian Wright's brand new on the job, but he knows this. <laughs> he's the yeah. last real thing you've got of substance from the Kawhi Leonard trade. So you have <laughs> to move him to continue to gain a net profit from Kawhi, no matter what that yeah. is. Like if it's a draft pick, figure it out. Like mm-hmm. Kelvin's our last bastion of the, <laughs> of the Kawhi trade right, right now, because you look at yeah. Jakob going into free agency, you look at DeMar entering his final year and all you have is Kelvin Johnson, which I'm okay because, I think he has superstar potential and he mm-hmm. started to flash it in the bubble. And I've been on the Kelden hype train since they drafted him. I, I look at the situation with DeMar and I'm right there with you. I, I'm, I'm starting to shift now. There's a part of me think that he'll just finish out his final season, the player via player option, and then call it a day where he's free and clear, you know, go choose wherever he wants to go. But recall yeah. there, the closest, we've gotten to some sort of contract talk was via Yahoo. I think it was early in the season, very early, where supposedly no, the, both sides were No, were the wise. first we got was actually on the Blitz when Jabari Young came. Oh, that yeah, was you're the right, first you're right. little puff of smoke we got when Jabari Young, the former Spurs reporter for yeah. the San Antonio Express News, who now works for CNBC, he came on to talk like NBA cap stuff with us and somehow let that nugget smoke. Uh, yeah. uh, slip and it just blew up mm-hmm. and we saw that and then we started to hear the rumors around the trade deadline again that he was unhappy and then we right. heard him again this off season now yeah. recently you've spoke to an NBA GM mm-hmm. who scoffed yeah. at the idea and that's one of the things that you're uh, referring to that I turned around from the other weekend and made yeah. him do an Instagram story and, and a little uh uh, audiogram clip like, mm-hmm. and that's great but he's the only one you've heard that from right so he's the only one, i'm yeah. hearing more on one side than the other side yeah and so it leads me to believe that remember the the key phrase was he's not happy in san antonio not that he's not happy with the spurs right those are two completely separate things and DeMar's a dude that's from L.A. He played in Toronto, which is like one of the biggest worldwide cities in, you know, it's the right, biggest yeah. city in Canada. Like, it, it's a massive international place. So he's played in big-time places. San Antonio is a very small, sleepy kind of big city. Yeah. Like, for as big a city as it is, and I love it, 
one of the reasons I love it is because it doesn't have a big city feel to it. It kind right. of has a small town feel for a big city, which is awesome for someone like me because I enjoy that. It's not a knock against San Antonio. Yeah. I, that's why I love this city. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. But it's and, not and, a big time city like New York or LA or Toronto. And right. something tells me that's kind of what DeMar likes. Yeah. And, and you remember, he's also from that Compton, LA uh, area. Yeah. So again, the big city vibe. And it could have been in a casual conversation. Somebody may have said like, oh, how do you like living in San Antonio? I mean, simple as that, not necessarily the franchise. And he could have said, yeah, uh, you know, it sucks or it's too quiet or I don't like it, you know, and that's it, you know, and kept and it just to the guy, city. That's not a knock. That's just like, yeah. it. it is what it is, man. We yeah, are exactly. a small town for a big city, which is what's awesome about this city. And somebody who splits time between New York City and San Antonio during the calendar year, except this year because mm-hmm. of the, the pandemic, where I spend more time in New York. But uh, I can tell you it is night and day. I, I experience it, you know, for quite some time. And it's a 180. And when I go home, it's crickets. That's what I hear. I just hear crickets, you know, and I'm like, what's going and on I here? You know, Like New York. Yeah. Cool. I love New York. My trip to New York was probably one of the greatest in my life. I don't know if I could live there, though. Yeah, exactly. That's There's what I always tell so people. There's so much going on, and I'm I'm always yeah. turned up to ten anyway. So yeah. I just feel like I would literally never go to sleep. Uh, yeah, and I tell people, you know, there's a difference between living in New York City and, and visiting. It's a, it's a it's a dramatic difference. But you, you know, there also was mixed in in all this. Demar smoke was the, that Yahoo report that both sides were you know miles apart in some sort of contract talk. I think that was early in the season, mm-hmm. and. Um, so there you have it. Yeah, if you weigh it on the scale, it looks there's like there's more smoke. There's enough smoke yeah. in this yeah. whole thing to where you're like, I see it. I see it. Yeah. I see it. There's just so much smoke, so much smoke. You're just waiting to see the fires like come out the window of this smoke-filled apartment. Yeah, so uh, there you have it. Uh, I guess we are buying on James' end that DeMar will probably not be a spur at no, the no, end of the it on your end, too. It's cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's go to continue our uh, buy or sell show with James Pleasure. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure, and of course, tune in to the Saturday morning Hangover every Saturday on ESPN San Antonio ninety four point five FM and twelve fifty AM. Uh, buying or selling, James? That now that we're going with this young crew in San Antonio, that this young crew has a player or more that will emerge to be an all-star uh, either next season or the, soon after, you know, whether it be down the road. I will 1,000% buy that. Okay. And I know it's going to be Yaka Pertle, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my dude. You know, big old Yak. <laughs> No, no, uh, you know exactly who the, who the dude yeah, is. Yeah, I, I have going the most hope is on this team, and that's Keldon. Keldon showed well in the bubble. He's a dude that played well in Austin. He's a guy that I fully believe has the most potential between his offense and his defense and his willing to just put his body on the line for stuff. Like, as much uh, as we saw from Derek White and his emergence, Derek White almost feels like he's kind of near the peak. 
and he's kind of going to be a Manu Ginobili type figure where mm-hmm. he's underappreciated in a sense in terms of the rest of the NBA, not here in San Antonio. And he may end up getting some love from the all-star game like mm-hmm. later, but it's so stacked at guard that he's just going to have to ball out to achieve it. Yeah. The guy that has the needle pointing almost straight up is Kelvin, and that's the dude that has the the biggest opportunity to be an all-star for this San Antonio Spurs team moving forward. Yeah, Because and if you're he... talking about moving on from DeMar, if you're talking about moving on from LaMarcus, those are your two immediate, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. all-star possibilities. And once it's beyond that, when we're we're just talking about the core youth group, you haven't seen the development you'd like from a DeJounte. You haven't seen it from Lonnie. You haven't seen it from, uh, well, I mean, you have seen it from Derek White, but it's, you know, the needle doesn't seem to be pointed straight up. It's kind of in a gradual upward motion, right? Right. Yeah, and uh, you, you remember gives you the most hope because that needle just feels like it is pointed straight up, and the the sky is the limit for that kid. Now the floor is also like the. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw eight games, so we can't we can't really judge how that's going to play out over a full season when NBA defenses adjust to him and stuff like that but he just feels like he has the most bottomless potential when it comes to being a superstar in this league. Yeah. And I think that same um, approach applies to even a guy like DeJounte Murray, you know, let's just say, you know, he does explode next season. He comes on the scene, you know, now that, you know, they're full force youth movement Uh, again, the position he plays, it's stacked, you know, in the Western conference, you know, you'll have to get like a coach's nod, you know, to get the bench. And the same thing for Derek, uh, but Keldon, you know, yeah, he's a different animal, man. He's he's built a different way. And Rudy Gay, who said it left and right, you know, that there's something special about him. Demar has said it. Patty Mills has said it. Um, Derek White has said it that they see something in him. And you know, next season could be. A, I mean, if you thought there was a, a coming out party in the bubble, wait till next season. I, I really truly <laughs> believe that that he's going to explode on the scene. It you know. Is it bad, James? And I'm kind of wavering on Lonnie now. Like I, like I don't know who he is. Like, no. I, like I, because I don't know he if he's hasn't better. Given you a reason not okay. to. Like the whole thing about Lonnie is you look at him and you see this potential, and you saw it on draft night, and the ability to play multiple positions, and the ability to do this, that, and the other. Right? Defensively, mm-hmm. offensively, he could just be a, a jack of all trades. Well, what's that saying? If you're a jack of all trades, you're a master of none. That kind yeah. of feels like Lonnie Walker. Like, he's a jack-of-all-trades, yet it doesn't feel like he's mastered anything. Offensively, it always feels like he's thinking, and he's half a step too late. Uh, defensively, same thing. Like, it, it always feels like he's just half a beat off. Like, he, he doesn't whip the ball when it gets to him and make the pass to the next guy immediately yeah. or take the shot immediately. He always feels like he hesitates and has to think about where it goes, and that slows him down. And you want to see him make quicker decisions with the ball, no matter what it is. Just, it doesn't have to be the right move. Just make a move, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. 
and that's what it is with Lonnie. Like he feels like he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And that's exactly where we're kind of at with him, or at least what the feeling I is, I feel is with him is we're waiting on him to show us something, something, yeah, something. And all we've gotten is the same thing over and over again, which is one of the reasons we're always clamoring. Like, why isn't he get more time? Why isn't he get more time? Yeah. He gets more time, and you're like, oh, I kind of see it. Okay. It. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of sports I mean, fans are hanging not as bad their hat. Sandwich. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not as bad as Sawmanich, but the Spurs fans hang their hat on that one game versus Houston where he looked like he was going to be all world from that point moving forward. And he wasn't, you know, interesting thing that those that are listening right now could want to do is, you know, jump on any type of stat ish website, you know, whether it be basketball reference or just NBA.com and look at the box scores after that Lonnie game versus Houston. And you're going to be like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Lonnie, what happened? Cause it's just all over the map, James. Yeah, and I hate to say it because I like him. He's a great dude, man. Yeah. As DeJounte said, he's one of them dudes. Dudes, yeah. He's a dude. But I, I just, on the court, you don't see it from him. You saw that one small, bright, shining flicker from Houston. And you're like, awesome. This is it. This is where he turns the page. And yeah. he never turned the page. It feels like he went back a couple of pages because he didn't understand what he was reading. Remember when Pop tried to light a fire in him early in his career, saying something like he's not competitive, you know? And obviously, I think that was you know some sort of mental game Pop was trying to do to try sure. to get him going. And maybe he might need to do it again, James. I don't know. But look, I like the guy. The you know, he, he might not be competitive. Like his whole thing might be he loves playing basketball. He just loves doing what he does. But the overall drive to compete and win isn't the same. And you got to remember, Pop's been around guys like Duncan and Ginobili his whole life, like guys that feel like they would leave everything on the floor just to get a win. And, you know, some guys just aren't built like that. Some guys just love playing the game of basketball. And it's not about W's and L's. It's more just about playing the game that they love. And maybe that's the way Lonnie's built. And if that's the case, there's a great place for him in the NBA. He can be that. Like, there are those dudes all across the NBA, but they're just – they're not the guy you want to build around. Right, yeah. And that's why I think uh, next season, James, if you look at it collectively – uh, dare I say, perhaps a continued developmental season, you know, and see where the Spurs stand at the end of the 72 games. And then in that off season where all those free agents are, are going to be there and the Spurs are going to be loaded with cash and they're going to have all these guys, these young guys that got a full NBA season under their belt. The Spurs fans kind of like rub their hands and be like, okay, we're open for business. Who would like to talk with Lonnie? And hey, we got a bunch of money. You know, I, I think that's the Spurs should play the long game in that aspect. And that's my favorite part about this whole season. Like, if we're going into this, go into this knowing what this is and do what you did in the bubble. Give these young guys yeah. run. That's why I'm saying trade LaMarcus, trade DeMar. That's why I've been on this hype train all year because you need to know what you have. Because if it's yeah. not what you want, you have to adjust and move on. And so 
I feel like Kelvin's that dude. Like, Kelvin feels like the guy that has that competitive edge to him in a sense. And really just, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. That's my mentality. I just want to do what it takes to win. Derek feels like that guy, the way he was taking charges in the bubble, the way his offensive game, the way he's expanded with his three-point shot. Like, Derek feels like that guy. Is DeJounte that guy? Is Lonnie that guy? I don't know yet. Is Luca that guy? I don't know if Sandwich is there. But as a matter of fact, I'm still calling him Sandwich, so he's obviously not. (laughs) Well, I mean, these are are the younger guys that you have to kind of figure it out with. And the only way you're going to figure it out with them, it's not in Austin. It's not with them sitting on the bench and playing at the end of games when it's a blowout. It's to get them run. And it's not with DeMar because you know where you are in the Western Conference. You know where you are. You saw it last year with LaMarcus and DeMar, and you're not close yet. So you have to figure out a way to get back up near the top upper elite. And the only way to do that is to inject talent. And unfortunately, San Antonio is not a free agent destination. So you have to do it the other way, the same way you've done it before with David mm-hmm. and Duncan and Tony and Manu. You have to draft these guys. So mm-hmm. the best way to get one of the best players is to not be good for a year. Yeah, and I, I think that's to, the – You have to learn and you have to grow with these young guys to find out who's going to be a piece of what's going to be the core moving forward. Yeah, and the Spurs, they got to draft smart, whether that they stay pat at 11 or they move up. They, I think they need to really knock it out of the park in, in this draft. And I know it's a watered-down draft, reportedly. That's what the um, you know talking heads say. But if there's a gem out there, the Spurs got to find it so they can use that piece, whether he becomes you know a cornerstone piece or you know a, a trade asset down the road. When we get back, uh, we're going to continue our chat with James Pledger of ESPN San Antonio. We are back, and I'm joined by James Pledger. He's the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover over at ESPN San Antonio. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at IamPledger.com. Now, truth be told, everybody, James, you know, got the questions already on these buyer selling, you know, so he he's fully what? aware, you know, what what, what we're gonna do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a surprise on him, and I, he's gonna he's gonna enjoy it though. Are you buying or selling? That Luca Samanich sandwich will have a breakout season next year. Um, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel bad for him. Sometimes I'm thinking, like, well, we really haven't seen him in the NBA. But then I think back of the bubble, and I'm like, oh well, you know, pop it in and play him. <laughs> yeah, pop it and play. I think you mentioned it to me the other day. Um, he said Tyler Zeller got more burn than. Lucas Samanage. Yes. That's not good. And there's a reason that Tyler Zeller got more burn than Lucas Samanage. We saw it come to fruition in that final bubble game, and everybody likes to, likes to point to, oh, look how many points he scored. I'm like, I get it. A lot of it was against the the Nuggets, like, or the yeah. Jazz's, like, third-string guys, too. And yeah, on and by top that, of that, he was the only dude on the court for a whole bunch of minutes. And on top of that – the the main thing that stands out in my mind about that final game against Utah 
in which Luka got the start is the fact that the other rookie, Keldon Johnson, literally had to shove him into defensive position. Like, go stand here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James. Uh, You know, it would be funny if one day – you know, we don't know. As of right now, we don't know what the media is going to be. A brighter mind than me has to be able to make that a, a meme, right? Yeah. Like, somebody can it's, do that for me, right? Please send well, it to you, me. Had, yeah, you've had some fans, you know, pick up on the sandwich thing. And they didn't somebody make a, a sandwich with Luca's name on it? I think they said it yeah. to you and me. Yeah, I, you know, so yeah. it's out there. So if you got some great memes with James Pledger's sandwich reference to Luca. Make sure to send it to him at I am Pledger on Twitter. Uh, he, he'll definitely love it. There's going to be three versions of Luca. There's Sandwich, the derogatory yeah. term I'm, I'm using right now. There's Sandwich, which is a okay. small upgrade. And then there's Luca Simonich, who I'm actually going to call him by his name when, you know, he actually starts performing on the court. So there are levels to Luca. I am just at the bottom level right now. <laughs> You, I, I mean, it's it's way too soon to use the B word, right? Bust is way too soon. Uh, yeah. Are you there? Uh, Are yes you there? and no. Uh, okay. I mean, we see what Kelvin is, and he was picked what eight picks later. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was twenty nine. So, I mean, yeah. it's not looking good. Let's say that. Um, yeah, and then. I don't know. We're going to have a G League season next year. I think it's still up in the air. Like it's 50 50, I think. That's what the rumors yeah, are. They're going to go I can see forward. that yeah. without fans. Like yeah. that could be a tough sell, especially when the NBA is losing money left and right. And you get possibility of no to limited fans there as well. So it's probably going to come up to state ordinances, much like it is in the NFL. And if that's the case, Pennsylvania is not a lot of fans, so the 76ers likely won't have any. So on the other side of that, the Spurs limited capacity and will have some, but you're still not yeah, getting you're still bleeding money. Yeah. money. And you have to pay to open a stadium, turn on the lights, pay people to work there. So and I don't know what the overall net cost versus gain is in that. And as of right now, I believe San Antonio and, and just Texas again, you know, the United States, the United States in general is just seeing another surge of coronavirus uh, cases. It's to the point now where I believe, I forget what state, but one state is already instituting the lockdown procedures again. So um, and the reason why you need to be wearing that mask, everybody and washing them hands and staying as far apart as you can and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know, James, if media is going to be allowed unless they control us you know, tremendously and keep us in a room separated. But yeah, it, yeah. things are, but things are not look looking good it, for the though, season next Jeff, year. Like they can control us, but they can't control us outside of the AT&T center. So that's why I really think they're not going to allow media in is just because it's an added safety precaution. And the zoom thing has worked so well for them this past mm-hmm. season. And it's a great way for them to control the message too. <laughs> we know how much they love that <laughs> that they do uh now before we let james go because we are up against the clock here uh, a fun buy or sell james are you buying or selling that the mandalorian will get away from its formulaic approach of mando <laughs> needs help or somebody needs help mando was in the right place at the right time uh an offer is made everybody goes and helps out mando and his task and then everybody's happy 
at the end and everybody lives to fight another day. James, they got to get away from that. Are you buying or selling? Yeah, I'll buy it. Like they, they do need to get away from the formulaic way in which it's been going yeah. down of Mando needs something. Mando yeah. finds people that has what he needs. People that have what he needs needs help with something. Mando <laughs> helps solve their problem. Everybody leaves happy at the end. That seems to be kind of cut, wash, rinse, repeat attitude that the Mandalorians had, at least to the start of season two. And yeah. there has to be a way for him to take an L. He, there were a couple of episodes where in the first season where you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be really good because yeah. it looked like he was, you know, legitimately in trouble with doing things. But it's become so repetitive in the way yeah, that it really goes has, about yeah. it that it, it feels like there's an L coming somewhere. There's an L coming or there's going to be something in terms of we're going to get the big reveal soon of Boba Fett and what that story arc that they tease in the first one's going to come down yeah. to. We're going to get the big reveal of Ashoka Tanaus at some point yeah. very soon. Like these are going to be the things yeah. that are going to seriously hype people. And yeah, it, it, I mean, it needs I mean, to change. It needs to change way, right? Soon. Yeah, it needs to change it up soon. Don't get me wrong; I'm enjoying it. And look, the sequels put the bar low once again. So <laughs> it's not that much that Mando has to do to rise above that, as far as just viewing pleasure from the fan base. But they, yeah, they they need to change it up quick, man, because. It's it's almost like this Friday I'm expecting the same or am I at that point now? Okay, what now? Okay, he's made it to the water planet and now the next one's gonna be Frog Lady needs help finding her husband. Hey Mando, help us out. And by the way, Mando, here is the little locator device that'll help me look for him. He hunts from, he finds enemies along the way, and then at the end it's her and her husband reunited. I hope it doesn't do that. I he needs to and I if they do give him an L, it needs to be massive. I think he loses the child. Something happens to the child physically, you know, because they've been hinting at that. It's been gradually getting worse and worse for uh, the child. There was, mm-hmm. he got punched in the face by the stormtroopers. He got toppled. He got, you know, spun well, out of control. Remember, with he did body. lose him in season one. Like the, the empire got him at a couple of different points. So, okay. It, yeah. It, and, but, but it, it needs it's to happen new again. for him to take those L's, but we yeah. just haven't seen one in so long that it's yeah. like, my God, when's the next one coming? Like yeah. everything just feels the same. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Favreau, Filoni, uh, give us something good. We know y'all can do it. We know we've seen Avengers. We've seen Clone Wars. We've seen Avatar, the last vendor, Filoni. So we know you can do it. <laughs> just uh, give it to us uh, ASAP. But uh, we are done talking um, and we oh. want to hear from you. I know. I know, but we gotta go to work, James. Gotta go to work. And besides, this doesn't work. <laughs> no. Okay, it is. It's fun. How's that? It's fun work. Okay. But we, yeah. But um, you have a show to produce. Speaking of producing the show over at ESPN San Antonio, what you got on tap today? Oh, you know, uh, Cowboys looking good in a loss? Question mark. Who's gonna be the starter coming out of the bye? You know. Uh, Texans, how far are they from being back? Is it going to be a long rebuild? Is it going to be a quick rebuild? Like uh, the NBA season, now that we have dates, like these are all things we're going to be talking about coming up soon on the Blitz, both today and the Saturday morning hangover this weekend. So tune in. Aggies at fifth, how close are they to making the college football playoff? Can they possibly? 
Like these are all things we're going to talk about this week. He sounded earlier like Ron Burgundy when he went, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, well, I love that. I, that movie I can watch every day, every minute of the hour. Just you discover oh, something yeah. new the, with that movie. The first Anchorman yeah. like instant classic, just one of the yeah. greatest. It was like um, people talk about, and it, Anchorman's no different. Like sequels just not living up to yeah. the, the original. The original, but there's yeah. at least one instance where that's not true. And uh, Netflix just added the Ace Ventura movies to Netflix. When Nature Oh, Calls, I did not know that. It's so much better than the first one. <laughs> Look at that. And not only do you get uh, some Spurs and I love information. The first one. Of, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what, exactly why you need to tune in every time James is on Locked on Spurs because you get a, li- a lot of Spurs discussion. A little bit of nerd talk and an update on what's going on on Netflix. Some, some movie yeah. enjoyment. So check it out. You pretty much do that even with the Blitz. Don't y'all do that segment of what's on tap? So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah that, that, that's a fun time because I think y'all three are all just laughing at everything. Especially <laughs> when uh, Rob has to read an ad or and then the most recent one where I think it was he, you. He literally is Ron yeah. Burgundy. Yeah, if yeah, I he's put a question mark somewhere, he's going to read it as such. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another reason why to tune into the Blitz on ESPN San Antonio, and of course, as always, make sure to uh, watch, listen to the Saturday morning hangover with James Pleasure and his uh, co-host Jack Thompson. Uh, it's a great show. It's a fun show, and they talk about it all. And follow James on Twitter at I Am Pleasure. So for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Spurs Zone. Subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast and go to the Spurs Zone on News Four San Antonio and fox29sanantonio.com. James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>